That's why you don't extend credit to anyone. And live alone forever. Yep, that's the plan. Alone forever. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that it is the plan. And I say loneliness today, loneliness tomorrow, <laughs> loneliness forever. <laughs> that sounds great. Can I join you? <laughs> no, you can't come. I'm sorry. Great goose! It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. Squawk! There, there it is. The great goose that's leaving. <laughs> Perhaps you've wondered where Catherine and I have been. Catherine Coger is right with me through the internet. And Good to be here. Uh, thank you. And where we've been is on a wild goose chase, but we caught the great goose and we set it free because we believe strongly in a catch and release program. <laughs> strongly. Yeah, it's one of our core convictions. Oh boy, that was a great two weeks yep. <laughs> that we were on that great goose chase off. Great wild goose chase. Yeah. The greatest of the wild. It's, we're going to write a short novella about it at some point. Great. Catherine Tim in the great wild goose chase. Mm, sounds like a children's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. novellas. They're for, they're for small people. Small novels for small people. Novellas. Well, I, fe- I feel like we're really, I don't know, little people read normal books. Um... Well, I mean, I was, uh, well, hmm. What were you? I what were you, Tim? I was a what goose. It was you? me the whole time. Squawk! squawk. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> That oh, boy there was to, like, quickly get away from that bit. Because I was done with it. <laughs> uh, Anyway, this topic for this week on the Doom to Fail podcast is pomade uh the hair product that makes you look old timey and sometimes very very new timey <laughs> oh it depends if your f- tips are frosted <laughs> is that new timey? are your tips frosted that's a oh, fair point that is year 2000 <laughs> or deep in the future deep in the future when frosted tips come back i'm excited for that day when frosted the tips come back to visit us <laughs> like from their Years home planet past and they're like a delightful retro throwback <laughs> i think no i think some at some point in the future we will all look like guy fieri and there's nothing we can do about it <laughs> that's where we're going as a culture as long as we all look like guy fieri together then i can get on board mm-hmm. well some of us will look slightly different but then you just put on big sunglasses and it's like same you know? hey, yeah <laughs> same same but different yeah and then you get that big old sandwich and eat it guy fieri <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. So mm-hmm. pomade. Um, do you use any product at all in your hair? A conditioner? Does that count? Well, it's like a shower thing, right? And then you wash it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Boy, this- did you just ask me what conditioner was? That oh, Tim. <laughs> Tim, that does not reflect well on you. Um, tell me more about the soap. Like- well, you know, actually, let's. <laughs> I, I need to back up a bit. What about shower? That's kind of weird, right? Is that a verb? It sounds like a verb. <laughs> Well, sir, it is both a verb and a noun. Oh, interesting. This language yeah, is very yeah. intriguing. Tell me more of your Welcome hygiene. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> uh, no, I, well, I was just clarifying whether it was a leave-in conditioner that, like, continued to style your oh, hair. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, thank you. I'm glad that I'm glad that we got you out of that mess where you Ooh. looked like a weirdo who didn't know what conditioner was. Thank goodness. It is not leave-in conditioner, yes. Okay, well, so, yeah, I think that's a little different. Um, it's not a hair styling product, I guess. No. It, no. it helps your sheen, your bounce, gives you that healthy coat. Um, Usually I get the volumizing. Oh, really? You like a little uh, little poof? 
I do. I love poofy hair. Mm-hmm. I love poofy hair. Interesting. I was raised on new wave music, 80s new wave music. So oh, sure. poofy hair is like B-52's poofy is what I go for all the time. <laughs> if you want the cleanest hair after a shower. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> that's all. I have a shower radio, but that's all it plays. It's weird. It just loops. It's <laughs> well, it's a, it's a radio about that only shower songs. Yeah. It's um, it's like those kids bop things, except it's about just shower songs. It's a, a, a just you know, shower songs. Yeah. Now that's what I call showers. <laughs> Forty two. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of the tracks are just shower noise. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> is there a real song about a shower? Um, I don't know. Uh, is there a real song about a shower? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, maybe singing okay. in the rain. It's close. Uh, yeah, that is close. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Mm. Does that make walking on sunshine? Can I ask? No, this is way more important. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> walking on the sun and walking on sunshine. Uh-huh. What's the, why do both of those songs exist? And why are they so different? Um, well, these are some rather Talmudic questions. Uh, I think um, <laughs> it's like the difference between like walking. Let's see, walking on the sun, walking on sunshine. It'd be like the difference between walking in a... Um, car factory and like walking on a car i don't know why i went with cars but you get what i'm saying right one is you're you're Wait, walking what? on the product no, oh i see yeah and the other is you're walking the sun, on the factory the sun sells a sunshine yeah for the low low rate of 20 20 a month well actually it's free to play but then there's all these microtransactions and right yeah <laughs> oh the sun capitalism man og apple <laughs> uh boy so you don't use any hair product at all you've never felt the need and i this is just starting to sound super critical but you know i have um no 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 sometimes i will use like i've been gone through phases where i use a detangler and i also Mm. use that same detangler because they told me i could at the hair salon to work as some of that stuff that ladies put in their hair before you put curls in your hair so that the curls stay longer this is like if you're wearing Um, curlers that sort of no, thing. if I wear like before I curl my hair, I use detangler, like the special oh, detangler that I have. I see. And then I curl my hair with it. Huh. And then um I will use hairspray. Hairspray. Like, yeah. Right. But I mean I don't do that often. I, when I curl my hair. I respect all of your hair decisions. Um it, it all works for me. Uh why don't we come back, talk a little bit about hairspray. And uh, you know, we you and I can kind of okay. settle up and and feel uh okay with each other oh my god i really liked the movie i really liked the original movie Uh okay on Encyclopedia Brunch, talking about pomade. And you may have mentioned, keen-eared listeners may have mentioned that we haven't talked about pomade at all in this episode. And that's because I wanted to enter (laughs) it by way of hairspray. Okay, go on. So, uh, do you know what hairspray is? No idea. Aha! (laughs) Trapped you. (laughs) Um, 
Hairspray is interesting. So uh, it's basically it's all polymers, right? So the deal with anything that is like trying to shape our hair or like make it different than it naturally is, um, is... Is it a network polymer? Uh, describe what a network polymer is to me. It's it's not a chain. So there's the chain polymers that are just one long chain. And then there's the branching polymers, which are chains with like little branches off of them. And the network is just like the like more branches, but so many branches, like who knows where the main chain is. It's just like all over the place. It's like a web. It's like a web of carbon like atoms. Like a web. Yeah. A web of carbon atoms. Uh, Certainly, well, yeah. So hairspray itself. So this is this is why I want to talk about hairspray first is because it's actually all sure. different. So your, your hairspray, your mousse, your pomade, your hair wax, um, they're all actually different uh, organic molecules, which is why they have different um, results. Uh, hairspray, it's not actually a network. It's uh, it sounds like it's typically a copolymer between polyvinyl pyrrolidine and polyvinyl acetate. Um, oh, that sounds so natural. Yeah uh yeah whatever i don't know basically um they're yeah these sort of just random um uh organic compounds and i don't know what your experience has been with working with organic compounds but i find it's most useful to just think of them in terms of like classes and not worry too much about what they actually look like you know the drawings were very important to me in high school to like understand that you know a a ketone has a double bond and O at some point and but like i don't know at this point in my career i don't care it's just like okay sterols act this way um sure fine and then you kind of zoom in from there. It's weird that we always remember ketone. It's That's always the one. one I remember, too. Well, you know why it I remember it? It's because, well, one, it's a little different because I could be misremembering this, but I believe ketone is the one where it's in the middle. Like most of the, the yeah, like, it's in the middle. Yeah. Most of the like uh, names for things like an alcohol or a carbonic acid or not carbonic, uh, um, carboxylic acid. Uh, those all have to do with like weird stuff being on the end of the molecule. Mm-hmm. But the ketone mm-hmm. is right in the middle. It's very interesting. What's the ketone up to? What you but doing, ketone? What, what's the one with the O in the middle? Not the double bonded O. That's the ketone. But was it an ester? Maybe ester. Ester. Yeah. Yes, that's also in the middle, though. Yeah, different kind of. But uh, like, oh. we had a harder time remembering that. Yeah, well, I think ester because it has so much more. Like, you don't hear about ketones in your everyday life, but you do hear about esters. You know, polyester. Um, that's the only one I can think of. But uh, still, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah so we don't remember it because yeah. we hear about it more. Mm-hmm. Makes great sense. <laughs> It's 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 background chemistry instead of uh foreground <laughs> chemistry. Well the reason I remember ketone so well is because there's something called uh it's not the technical it's not the like official name, but a methyl ethyl ketone has, you know, a carbon group on one side and then a double bonded O and then uh, uh two carbons on the other side. So methyl is the one carbon, ethyl is the other carbon, and this continues your chemistry lesson for the podcast. Uh the point being that it's it's used industrially sometimes and uh my chemistry teacher in high school told me that there used to be signs at the place where he worked that called it the silent creeper because uh, you could slowly get uh, methyl ethyl ketone poisoning uh, if you weren't wearing your safety gear really well. The silent Ooh. creeper. Yeah. Hence That's great. Ketones. Oh, my goodness. Like old timey chemistry stuff is really charming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it used to be so different. Now it's just a bunch of long chain organic things that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm. So anyway. Yeah. So this, uh, these, these two polymers that are uh, sometimes, um, they're what's called a copolymer, which is like, there's, uh, we're still doing chemistry, and I apologize, but... Uh, <laughs> you lied, Tim. I know. You lied to our well, listeners. I, that's, a, that's a trust bond that I'm breaking. Oh, Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. Um, Tim, 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 Tim. So... Tim. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so... The idea with the polymer I is I could that, make that the rest of the podcast if you wanted to. I have that power. 
I'm done with this polymer thing anyway. Who cares? Um, <laughs> look up copolymer if you're interested. Uh, so, but 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 so the point is that it's um it is long chain. It's not a network like you're talking about, which would make sense because usually long networky things are like sticky goopy they don't move around really well right they'd be good for holding yeah um absolutely and i like it i imagine it's kind of like just a chemical hairnet to keep your hair in that <laughs> space you know what i mean I know, what you, I know exactly what you mean and you're probably i bet there's something like that but it's not that i've read about um the way that this works uses that idea but in a slightly more nuanced way which is that you can imagine these kind of long strings which are polymers but then they're uh cat uh, they're cationically charged, which just means they have a positive charge on one end. And um, ah. and so that charge makes them stick to uh, some of the proteins which have your some hair. negative charge in your hair. Uh, keratin and I don't know. There's lots and lots of amino but acids and proteins and stuff. hair has the ability to get charged because it gets staticky. Yeah, there you go. Because you can rub a balloon on it. Mm-hmm. And you can and hairspray works on it. So, so the idea is that basically instead of like forming a network molecularly where all the atoms are connected to each other via chemical bonds they use these um charge bonds to to sort of make a big mesh of stuff um and kind of hold stuff in place and that's that's why it doesn't like form a hard plastic on your head um it's more just like you know it's movable but not super movable interesting okay and it's 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 perfect um for the record i would be on board with having giant plastic hair okay (laughs) it's that is very for everybody to know (laughs) Uh, like I said, 80s new wave. Yeah, whip that's it, my Catherine. <laughs> that is my wheeled house. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> it's so you can move it around. It's one of those tiny houses. Very portable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's the way hairspray works. And uh, that is cool because it gives you the properties that you want as far as uh, um, the polymers make it sort of viscous. But then... It has this because it has charge. It has this sort of extra property of um, what we call uh, yield point, which is to say that uh, what's a good example? Ooh, the cornstarch thing. Uh, you know this one where um, if if you uh, mix cornstarch and water, and uh, yeah. it's not very viscous, right? Like you can stick your it's hand into it. It's basically yeah. like water. But yeah, if it's if it's well mixed together and you hit it really hard, it actually stays put really well. Yes, this is um, UW does like a invite the community to go explore engineering mm-hmm. and the chemical engineering engineering department because like it, our chemical engineering department is really into colloids uh, does like a walking on water exhibit where they do a cornstarch mixture and then they have kids run across it <laughs> and it's like at like two o'clock in the day it doesn't really work anymore <laughs> and so all these kids get cornstarch all over their pants every dang year and they keep doing it that's kind of awesome i like that there's a prank there's a lesson we learned here about practicality <laughs> and that's important in engineering <laughs> well in theory it did this and it did it for a while but somebody <laughs> didn't follow the maintenance maintenance protocol <laughs> ah engineers bitchy from moment one listen it is tough out there there are a lot of dumb units to memorize there are a lot of dumb units from right it's true i've been working it's in true. pounds per barrel it's ridiculous what does that even mean? Living the dream, buddy. Mm. Living the dream. Barrels. Unit of measure of the 18th century. Still using it every day. Yep. We're all using it. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's my nod to tradition. Um, but yeah, so that that's the idea though is that this uh the hairspray will kind of sit 
um, the, you know, the concept is that the amount of force you apply to something can change how viscous it actually acts. Uh, and so it gels up, um, which makes sense because it's hair gel or hair, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, that's why it can kind of sit in place. But then you can kind of move it later if you need to. Um, sure, yeah. And the only reason it's liquid is because there's a bunch of alcohol. So that, that just evaporates off, which is why your hair ends up looking pretty dry oh. afterwards. That interesting okay mm. yes this all this is all falling into place for me okay are there any more pieces we need to lock in in order to complete our master plan <laughs> is this a heist yeah this there every episode is a heist <laughs> fun fact <Yeah. laughs> we steal from a different bank every episode of doom to fail Oh boy, I'm enjoying. I'm going to enjoy that phone call from the FBI next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, let's both get on the call, and we can uh, we can tell them all about pomade uh, when we come back <laughs> in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. We're back on Encyclopedia Brunch, talking about, finally, for once, pomade. Are you ready? We've got moved all the pieces into place. All right, execute. Uh, so that was hair gel to start. And what's different about pomade is, so there was all this like kind of crazy chemistry there. And it was, it was easy to tell that it's all about like a formulation, right? Like some person in a lab like measured things and uh, I don't know, uh, just kind of made it work from pure isolates of chemicals and everything like that. Uh, pomade is basically like bare fat. So it's the opposite. <laughs> Which is why it's back that's in. That's amazing. <laughs> but like, that's that's why it's old timey. Yeah, exactly. It works. Uh, starting, I don't know, Wikipedia claims uh, starting around the early 20th century in through the 1970s, it was popular. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so so it basically it's based on fat um, from animals. So do you know what fat from animals usually is chemically? I know vegetable fat is usually triglyceride. Is it the same thing for animal fat? Yeah, it is. It is. But it, you get more like for I know cow fat has a lot of st uh, sterile C14. C14. C yes. Steric? Yeah. No. Steric. Yes. Steric. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sterile is a different class of things, which is what something we're going to get to yes. in this ongoing oh, we are? chemistry we're lesson. Talk about sterile? And sterile oh, esters. Waxing. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm here. Let's go. All right. You're here. Finally. Um, yeah. So basically it comes from fats and stuff. And uh as we kind of move forward into like the hair wax or whatever, um, we also use things that aren't technically fats, but they are also sort of long chain. Um, l let the listener note that Catherine made a surprised face. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they're not fats because they're not triglycerides. They're not this um, this molecule that has, you know, sort of, uh, how do you picture it? It's like a fork, essentially. It's like a three-tined fork. It's got like a backbone and then three long things coming off of it. And that's what we oh, call a triglyceride. Yeah. Uh, like glycerol backbone. Yep. And then there's three of them. So it's a triglyceride. Three fatty acid prong. There you go. Um, so because it's not that, something like a wax or uh, like beeswax or lanolin, which is apparently a thing. Did you know about lanolin? Yeah. I didn't know Did about Did you lanolin. not? I'm, oh, <laughs> educate me. <laughs> Catherine, please. I would like to know more about lanolin. Uh, it's cheap. 
Uh, it's why sheep smell weird. Lanolin okay. smells terrible. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it's flammable and you can use it as like basically like kind of like you can use whale blubber and to burn like lamp oil. Mm-hmm. Like you can use lanolin to burn. It's very flammable and you can burn stuff with it and use it like for a torch or whatever. Oh, perfect. That's a great way to get through some caves on our heist. <laughs> More stuff I've learned from video games and fantasy reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they really insisted on going through how you got lanolin out. <laughs> it seems so unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, well. Um, well, so anyway, so lanolin is another thing you can put in your hair and apparently stink. Um, but it's uh, emitted from the sebaceous glands of any animal that has wool. So, uh, but it's a it's a sterile oh, ester <laughs> getting more into our chemistry. So it's Ooh. another thing. But the important thing is that it's not uh, fat, but it's another thing that has a high melting point. So now we're getting somewhere, right? So have you ever seen yeah. frozen fat? Yes. So what you'll uh, note when you touch frozen fat or, you know, frozen oil, I guess. Jiggling. Is it? It's very, like, yeah. It's oh, really jiggly. I don't know. So the the experience that I was kind of talking about is... Um, oh, what? I guess, like... So, right. So a liquid oil, right? Like an olive oil or whatever. Totally liquid at room temperature. You can freeze that. Um, and it actually kind of hardens up and it becomes this sort of... Uh, that's the thing. Is like the texture. Like pasty? Yeah, kind of. Okay. And still kind of slippery, but it, the texture yeah. is basically like pomade because that's what pomade is. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then so our, you know, the reason that pomade works is because you mm. took something that's sort of gooey, but not real jiggly and uh, mm-hmm. you kind of put it all over your hair. So it just freezes into place and it's, you know, usually the melting point's yeah. enough that you can kind of get it kind of melty with your hands and you work it into your hair. Certainly. And then it freezes into place and that's why it also yeah. never goes away and it looks super shiny. And what? Would you like to hear more fun facts about sterile esters? Yes, please. Okay. So um, in biodiesel, a big issue with biodiesel is that if you, when you use it in cold climates, it can mm-hmm. freeze up on you. Right. Um, so there's a lot of work that goes into the refining or there is currently a lot of discussion in that field about how they can uh, overcome and like meet those specifications. They call it like Arctic grade biodiesel. Right. <laughs> there's like different cold grades of biodiesel now. Um so, and the reason that it, so it matters what you make your biodiesel from, whether it's um, animal fat or plant fat. Oh, yeah, or, that makes sense. Yeah. Because so they all it, have different amounts of sterile ester in them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you make it from like chicken fat or um, uh, beef fat, then you can have a lot of problems with gelling of the biodiesel because of the sterile esters. Oh, uh, see, that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, they have a, uh, well, do they? Yeah, they ha- they freeze a little sooner, I think. I'm trying to remember yes. my sterile ester properties, but yeah, so that they'll they'll gel up yeah. and cause you know stuff yes. to bind a little more. Interesting. But there's issues with there's issues with the wa- um like if you do it from plants, there's some of the waxes can stay in the oils and be solvent in the oil, like when they're pressing out the oil from like the soybean or whatever. Right. So you can get some wax in there, and then that causes big gelling problems as yeah. well. No waxes. So dude. you can't you can't win. Mm-mm, never. That's the lesson to learn. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was another thing that I that I kind of picked up here. I'd never just thought of... I never made the connection between, like, what a wax is and, you know, the chemistry that I've worked with with oils and stuff like that. Is that, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's, like, this class of, like, sterile esters and sterols. And, you know, I mean, again, they're just, you know, sort of arbitrary names to assign to long chains of carbons. But, uh, but yeah, that's why they don't quite act like fats, but they are kind of kind of similar i don't know I, I can draw the connection between a wax and a fat in my it's head all about the physical properties there you go look at that chemistry lesson wow! 
so, um, I don't know. What do you think of, uh, what do you think of pomade? Is it because as we've learned here that it's a throwback to when we didn't have the power of science to control our hair in certain ways. Um, is it like just too, is it too hip? Is it too much of a cutesy throwback or, uh, pomade? Yeah. I mean, for, uh, for you looking at somebody's hair, like, do you think it's, uh, it's too much of a conscious throwback? I really don't think most men, I, I think most men don't look good with like heavy greases in their hair, heavy mm. greases or waxes or, um, sculpting material in their hair. Like I, and women, I mean, same for women, right? Cause if you see a woman and she looks like she has a lot of hairspray in, that looks weird. Mm. Like, um, Hairspray and hair product, much like makeup, is supposed to look like it's not there, but still make you look better. Well, I mean, I think that's that's an opinion, though. That that is a an aesthetic philosophy, and it's, it's absolutely yeah. an aesthetic po- philosophy. But girl, it is an important aesthetic philosophy for living <laughs> in 2015. Okay, noted. Uh, what? what? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. No, I th- I think I feel the same way. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Which I think we can draw a connection here, a larger connection to like the way we're all living our lives right now. Because we have all of this technology. We've got all of this craziness. Mm -hmm. Um, However, like there's a lot of like eating all natural and going back to nature or getting off the grid. And it's like there is a a very popular and successful subculture based entirely around pretending that none of this insane technology that we have exists. Does that have a name? What, what, What are you talking about? Is this like, paleo or, diet? like eating organically okay. or going off the grid I see or what you're <laughs> buying or from a farmer's market or buying art- artisanal artisanal um, like pickles or artisanal mm. <laughs> like twine. I don't know. Or putting pomade in your hair, apparently. Or putting pomade in your hair. It's all around like, let's pretend that like we don't have boxes that can answer any question we might ever have in our pockets. <laughs> or... uh Make us look like we're not trying, but we really are trying super hard. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm still a little... Eh, you haven't totally convinced me. I think... Uh, what What about the notion of... Um, Tim, you never convinced me of your crazy diatribes, but I say, oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Well, that's an interesting perspective. And we'll be back next week with more <laughs> Encyclopedia <laughs> Brunch. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Until then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. I'm so curious what you were going to say now, but I guess that's Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye. Bye.